Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Guess what, Will? What's that, Mango? So, you know Carhartt, right? Like the pants company? The pants guy? I think they do more than just pants, right? Like all kinds of clothing. (laughs) But yeah, I know the company. Yeah, so I I think of them as this sort of workman brand, and I was looking up the business. It is fascinating. So Carhartt was founded in Detroit in the late 1800s by this guy named Hamilton Carhartt. He launched his clothing brand with just two sewing machines and five employees, but as his business grew, he really got enamored with this whole startup scene in Detroit. And in 1910, he actually started manufacturing cars under the Carhartt brand. How in the world do you go from making, like, pants and stuff like that to making (laughs) cars? So they actually made cars? Yeah, but the weirdest part is that the vehicles weren't made for the same audiences as clothing. Like, the company had this showroom at the Plaza Hotel in New York City, which is so fancy. And they really set out to appeal to the aristocracy. So when um, fancy dignitaries or royalty came from abroad, like, Carhartt cars were actually sent to meet them at the pier and escort them to the hotel. Why have I not heard this before? I know, I was thinking the same thing, but the company only made a few models. And in 1912, business was so bad that Hamilton decided to close it up. But, you know, according to the Automotive Hall of Fame, less than 500 Carhartt cars were built in total, and none are known to exist today. None. But that's just the first of nine great stories we've got about cars today. Let's dig in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, reading the golden book he got off of eBay. It's called, uh, Tristan Flash it over here, it's called Herbie Gets a Special Friend. And man, he is truly invested (laughs) in this book. He's been reading this thing for hours now. That's our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. I love that it takes him hours to read a golden book. (laughs) Speaking of Herbie, did you actually watch those movies growing up? 
I mean, I might have watched them. I have to be honest. I, I remember kind of a little bit about them, but not that much. I don't remember that much about them. So I do remember watching them and loving them. And, you know, we're always looking for the kind of classic Disney movies for movie night with our kids. And for some reason, Henry and Ruby refuse to watch it, and it <laughs> kills me. I mean, I think that they only have, like, enough love for cars from the movie Cars right. in their hearts. But, uh, you know, that didn't stop me from looking up a fact about the movie for this episode. So did you know that the VW Bug wasn't actually the initial choice to be Herbie? I mean, it seems like the obvious choice because it actually looks like it has a face. But no, I, I wasn't aware of that. So that's what I was thinking, too. And I just assumed the movie was written with the Volkswagen Beetle in mind. But apparently the cars had to audition for the role. And according to the LA Times, about a dozen cars, including Toyotas, Volvos, MGs, Fiats, and a pearl white Beetle auditioned for the role of Herbie. Hmm. So apparently the crew came by, they kicked the tires, they checked out the steering and test drove the models. But when they walked up to Herbie, they actually couldn't help but pat and stroke the parked bug. Like, that's how the decision was made. They just fell in love with the thing. Yeah. And, you know, we grew up with a white boxy Volvo. That was our family car for like 17 or 18 years. And I am curious, like, if a Volvo had been in that starring role and had gone bananas and gone to Mar Monte Carlo, like, if people would have embraced the movies with the same vigor. Maybe so. Well, I mean, I know Herbie was obviously a car who got by on his charm, but... I've actually got a story about a car that's basically the opposite. Now, that was James oh, no. Dean's Porsche, which also went by the nickname Little Bastard. And boy, did it earn <laughs> this nickname. So after Dean died in an accident and it, it was sold for its parts. And basically, it sounds like the car revolted against this. According to a Mental Floss article, it fell and crushed a mechanic's legs. And then here, I'm actually just going to quote the piece because it's pretty ridiculous. So it says... A doctor who bought the engine was killed in a car accident. Another victim who bought the transmission was severely injured in a crash. The tires sold from Little Bastard blew out simultaneously, injuring the buyer. <laughs> While the shell of the car was being transported, the truck carrying it crashed. Thieves were injured trying to steal the car. The car was even lended to a highway safety exhibit in which the garage that housed the car burned down in a fire. Like, you can't make this stuff up. And of That's course, now amazing. the location of the car is completely unknown. I guess nobody wants to know that they would have any part of this. <laughs> I love the idea that this car is like so gangster. Yeah. And it also feels like, you know, it's just hiding out on a beach with Elvis and Tupac <laughs> kind of drinking and telling war stories. Totally but, what it's doing. You know, our, our wonderful researcher Eves found me this next story and... Actually, I forgot to mention this, but this is actually Eve's Jeffcoat's last episode helping us with nine things, so we should take a second to thank her. That's right. She's going to be helping launch and shape some new shows here at How Stuff Works, which will be a lot of fun. But anyway, you were saying? Yeah, so Eve's found this story about the Nature Mobile. It was invented in 2009, and basically it's a Flintstones car, but it's powered by a horse. Like a, like a carriage or what? Uh, kind of. So here's a description. Basically, this Iranian engineer put a horse on a treadmill, and he put this treadmill inside a box on wheels. <laughs> so basically, the driver and the passenger are sitting up front, the horse in the back, and to get it to move, you switch the treadmill on and wait for the horse to just start trotting. And 
I don't understand anything about this. Yeah, this like, is very confusing. Why wouldn't you just ride a horse instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> but it's got 20 gears. It goes up to 28 miles per hour. And like an electric car, the movement and the brakes kind of recharge the treadmill's battery. For anyone who's concerned about the horse, though, and I, I do think we should all be concerned for this horse, the engineer wants to assure you that he spent more than two years adding things on to make the horse comfortable. So apparently there's this uh, cold water jacket that gets applied to the horse so it doesn't overheat. There's a bag that collects the horse's emissions, as he puts it, <laughs> and it cleanly stores the waste under the treadmill. And there are actually photos of this thing in The Guardian it is completely transparent, so people can see the horse, and it's kind of beautiful, actually, but it isn't made for roads and highways. It's supposedly more of a way to get around villages, which, you know, brings me back to the same original point. Like, why don't you just ride the horse? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sure why this one didn't take off. This is a really interesting idea. <laughs> but um, All right, well, here's a crazy one I just learned about, and it's more of a way to soup up your car, but it's called the Ballster, and it was designed by this engineer named Charles Fury in South Africa. And the Ballster was a way to protect yourself against carjackings, which were happening with some frequency in Johannesburg at the time that this was created. So tell me, what does the Ballster do? Well, just wait. For only $700, you'd get a pair of nozzles that pointed out from underneath your car. And if you felt unsafe, you could hit this small foot button, you'd hit the gas pedal, and then massive flames would shoot out from under your car. So it's basically a <laughs> flamethrower for your car for only 700 bucks, Mango. So do they sell well? Despite that very reasonable price, in my opinion, apparently not. Just a few hundred of these things were sold, and the company unfortunately went out of business. And supposedly there are still a few cars in South Africa that have these things attached to them, though. So just... A warning to any would-be carjackers in Johannesburg who also happen to listen to Part-Time Genius. <laughs> That's good to know, and, and I'm glad you were thinking about them. So, have you seen those bikes in Panama that are completely kitted out? I don't think so. So, they're just like bicycles, and this idea of the Volster just reminded me of them because they have these... Uh, outrageous modifications on them. Like, they've got sirens and air horns and boom boxes. Mm. Some have, like, vending stalls in front of them, <laughs> giant sculptural artworks. It's really amazing. But, you know, I could see some of these having flamethrowers as well. Yeah, they need to take it to the next level. All right, so where do you want to go from here? So how about covering a guy named Houdina, which I know sounds like Houdini, but it is not Though it is equally magical. <laughs> oh, so, good. In 1925, this guy, Francis Houdina, designed a driverless car. And this is in 1925. Basically, he had an antenna on top and a second car behind the driverless car maneuvering it. So you could, like, blow the horn, switch gears, turn the wheel, all from the second car. And while this doesn't seem that amazing now, in 1925, it was obviously a huge deal. And so there's some New York Times reporting on it. And this is their quote. It was as if a phantom hand were at the wheel. So they were pretty enamored with it. And very smartly, Houdina sat in the passenger seat of this driverless car the first time his ghost car took a drive, just in case he needed to take the wheel. And apparently, he definitely needed to take the wheel. So here's what Jalopnik says about it and the first ride through New York City. Quote, The radio car careened from left to right, down Broadway, around Columbus Circle, and south on 5th Avenue, almost running down two trucks and a milk wagon, which took to the curbs for safety. Gosh. At 47th Street, Houdina lunged for the steering wheel, but could not prevent the car from crashing into the fender of an automobile filled with cameramen. 
It was at 43rd Street that a crash into a fire engine was barely averted. The police advised Houdina to postpone his experiments. So what happened then? Like, did the car ever go into production? I mean, I, I guess Houdina kept working on improvements and taking his car on tour. They're like, um... There's this report from Virginia in the 30s. It called the car one of the most amazing modern spectacles the people had ever seen. And this car keeps quietly surfacing in other places. But I do think like World War II and uh, the drying up of funds might have put a damper on that research. I still can't get over this name. Like this, this magical car is invented by somebody named Houdina. But is there? <laughs> what you're saying? There's is there's no relation to Houdini. So that's what I thought initially, and then I looked more into it, and apparently there's a story there, too. So apparently Harry Houdini hated Houdina, and he <laughs> stormed into the Houdina company and tried to get them to change their name. And it wasn't just because he thought they were infringing on his name to sell this possessed car. It was more because he was irritated that his mail was actually ending up at the wrong address. Like, he was just baffled that the mail was going to the wrong place, and he was upset about it. So... In the end, he was just really annoyed that he could make the Houdina company disappear. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of remote control cars, did you realize they actually use remote control cars in the Olympics during the track and field events? No, I, I never heard that. And apparently this has been happening since at least the 2008 Olympics. But obviously the worst part of shot put javelin and the hammer throwing is having to go retrieve your shot put javelin or hammer. And <laughs> The remote control cars can do just that. They're these beautiful and apparently very pricey little vehicles. And one thing they aren't, though, is self-driving. So a track official guides the car to the Javelin to be picked up for this very official reason. And when one shot putter said she wanted to buy one and hoped to test drive it on the field, the official said it was too expensive to let her take it for a spin. I mean, that's so ridiculous. It's just a remote control car. But, I mean... Is there one auto manufacturer or, like, toy company who's responsible for making these? There might be, but uh, the Olympic rules actually prevent any logos or sponsorships. So even though one set of RCs looked a little bit like Mini Coopers and another looked like pickup trucks, no one really knows who makes them. Oh, that's pretty fun. Well, you know, I know we've got two more facts to go, but before we get to them, let's take a quick break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where we're talking cars. So I was trying to figure out what my last fact should be, and I've got a bunch of short ones, and and honestly, just can't pick among these, Mango. So, you know, my take with this is always just to reel them off. (laughs) All right, well, (laughs) here are some of the things that I just thought were so interesting. Uh, Jaguar cars used to be called SS cars, but changed their name because of the Nazi association. Really? Why? Yeah, apparently they used to specialize just in motorcycle sidecars. So the original name of the company was Swallow Sidecar Company. That's where the SS comes from. But (laughs) in the 40s, they changed their name for obvious reasons. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, What else you got? Well, Mazda had to recall cars once because of spiders. Apparently they recalled about 100,000 M6 sedans because yellow sack spiders love the smell of the gasoline so much that they'd climb into the engines and block a vent with the webs that they'd weave, which sounds impossible, (laughs) but I guess it's true. So they actually had to recall them twice. But I think my favorite story I stumbled into is about the La Marquise, and it's a car from 1884. It was created for the Count de Dion, and basically it's a steam car, and it runs on coal, wood, and bits of paper, and it takes the car about half an hour to really rev up, but then... It can actually cruise at about 38 miles an hour. And you should note the verb in the tense that I use there that's can cruise. Because even though the car won the world's first automobile race back in 1887, it was last sold in 2011 for $4.6 million. And apparently has the distinction of being the oldest known running automobile. Oh, that's really cool that it still runs. You know, I actually had a story about uh, Sarah Koenig and her dad, who supposedly wrote the super famous Volkswagen Lemon newspaper ads. You know, it's a Mm -hmm. great bit of Mad Men history. But I actually want to save that story. It's so good for another time and just give you today's trophy. Man, what a tease you're leaving us with. That, uh, (laughs) That is a good one, though. We'll have to get to that. Well, thank you so much. Thanks again to Eves for all her wonderful facts. We wish her the best of luck, but we're excited to see everything she does here at How Stuff Works. And as always, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.